This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Voy Media. Here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I'm here joined today with Ben Vandal, the Chief Marketing Officer of Messenger Mastermind. Hey, Ben, how are you today? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Kevin. It's great to have you on today. Can you tell our listeners maybe a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah. So my name is Ben Vandal. I'm Chief Marketing Officer for CVG Leggings, and I also work as part of the team of Messenger Mastermind. We are a small ad agency and podcast that helps people out with their messaging platforms. So Facebook Messenger, SMS, we do a lot of conversational marketing through email, things like that. So that's uh, kind of a little bit about what I do. Perfect. And I'm assuming because you were saying that you have your own e-commerce brand, I'm assuming you guys did a lot of FB, FB, Facebook Messenger or SMS Messenger there, and that's sort of kind of how it went to into this sort of Messenger Mastermind or sort of how did that transition happen? Yeah. So over at our company, we were doing a lot with email and we got into Facebook Messenger really, really early and we saw it was an amazing trend. And we thought, you know, something that we wanted to do for a long time was make a make a podcast. And we thought, why not get ahead of the trend and get on that messaging message? <laughs> I guess it's a <laughs> funny way to say it, but get yeah, on the messaging yeah. message. And then SMS came along like right behind it. And that's kind of even taken the lead now. So we just shifted the whole thing to conversational messaging. And that's what we talk about all the time. Our focus is always e-commerce and always conversational messaging. And then for you guys, do you guys like develop like messenger apps, something like talk.com, like Drift, or is it more of like the messaging or like the marketing behind once someone, re- when like, let's say a brand messages another brand or a customer, sorry, messages another brand? Yeah. So it's kind of like a full conversational marketing strategy. We go with timing okay. of messages, different cadences, what you should say to uh, which customer and what channel type of thing. And the best practices on how to collect information, numbers, messenger, cross-pollinate the list we talk about a lot with customers. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of build out that full wide-ranging net of strategy for them. And then we use the best practices to kind of optimize it for everybody. Okay. And then I'm assuming for you guys, when you guys say conversational messaging, obviously there's probably what Facebook Messenger, SMS Messenger, but do you guys also help with there's because there's so many other messenger, like everything's like a messenger, like Instagram messaging, push notifications, Facebook page messages, YouTube messages. I guess podcast too is a message. Do you guys help with that sort of strategy as well? Or do you really focus just on SMS and Facebook? Yeah. So basically what we stick to our big ones are SMS and Facebook. We are now into Facebook groups, which we help a lot of people start their community out and really how to manage them and get the most engagement out of those groups. We also help a lot with email too. We have a lot of email resources, a lot of experience with email. Uh, that's a pretty good staple for a lot of people. We were doing a lot with push notifications. A lot of modifications recently have come up that we've kind of put that toward the back burner, but it is still there in our um, in our repertoire as well. So it's mainly those four channels. I know everything else, uh, you know, a podcast and a lot of other channels, Instagram, which we hope will soon go into the messenger platform. 
our ways to get in touch with your customer, but we're talking about ways that we can really reach people on scale consistently without going through too many hoops. Exactly. I mean, I'm surprised that Instagram isn't in like that messenger ecosystem. I have another random question for you. So you know how like there's like a messenger ads where I think like you can sh- like push a button and then you can like get a message, right? Because I think you guys do a lot of this advertising where it's like you do messenger ads, right? So one of our big tactics at CVG that we, we got really good with was a, a deal called the Tripwire that mm. we did through Messenger. A lot of your listeners have probably heard of a free plus shipping offer. Tripwire is something like that. It's really just a low priced item to get somebody to take an action and purchase it. And that way you have all their information and you can kind of extrapolate the lifetime value going from there. And we found that really the best way to do that is through Messenger, click-to-Messenger ads. Mm -hmm. So they see the ad with an awesome offer on it. Maybe it's a tank top or a T-shirt. And we say, hey, we're giving this tank top for 65% off. Click this Messenger to get the discount code in Messenger. And now you're getting a Messenger subscriber through that. You're getting potentially a sale with -hmm. a pretty high take rate. And then on the back end, they're probably logging up with their email. You're getting their address. You're getting all this information for really just being outside of the box and being something different. And uh, you have unlimited touch points now to follow up with them. Yeah, I think what you said is super important, which is like I think listeners should take out, is it's really the, the touch points of a customer. Because I think we were talking about this earlier is, let's say, for example, they can potentially unsubscribe from your email list. You know, sometimes people do it on purpose. Sometimes they just like, you know, maybe it could be like an email that they weren't interested or they were in a bad mood. But then with like most email marketing platforms is once they're unsubscribed, you can't really talk to them anymore again. But if you sort of have them on SMS, if you have them on Facebook Messenger, you can hit them with another messaging that could potentially get them to come back to your store and then be like wondering, oh, why did I unsubscribe? Uh, Do you guys think about it like that as well? Yeah. I mean, we, we think about it all the time because not everybody wants to talk to your brand in every channel. You know, some people prefer to get text messages. Some people f- prefer to be on Messenger. Some people prefer email and some just don't want to get promotions from <laughs> you at all. I mean, we want to provide information and promotions that are helpful to the customer. So we want to give them information where they want it, when they want it, in what channel. So I mean, that's kind of our strategy for that. And that, that's kind of what we always preach when we talk about these channels. How do you guys build these messenger bots? I mean, for most business owners, are you guys using something like, like I've heard of Minichat. Is that like the one that you are using or is it another like Octane? Is that sort of what tools should brands be using? Yeah. So it really depends on the particular brand. But what we do, we grew up with Minichat. It's a really kind of robust tool that we can use. We do have relationship and we've used Octane, which is great. And now that they've introduced SMS as well, they were kind of a little bit of ahead of ManyChat with adding SMS. And they're great for as building out flows and getting in touch with customers on different channels with different messages timed correctly, depending on which action they took. They're really a helpful platform too. But we, we've heard of a lot of different platforms. ManyChat is the one that we personally use for our brand. But we do uh, work with Octane and, and other platforms as well. Let's say, for example, like you, you make a flow. How many flows are you making for brands? Is, is it like, hey, you just thanks for joining? And like, how many messages do you send before like you think it's too much? Sort of, how does that? How do you yeah, guys think so about that? That's always that? changing, right? Yeah. I mean the the rules always change uh, with how messengers going, and there's and there's coming up actually is a a March fourth uh, deadline for 
you're going to lose some organic reach out of the platform and messenger. And uh, so we mainly focus on campaigns. We think that's the best way to get in touch with everybody. But we also do things similar. They're called sequences in many chats, basically an automation. You can have somebody sign up through a link or through a broadcast, and then it sends them a message timed out, similar to a flow in email. And we have found outstanding results, seven day, 10 day, even 30 day, or even in the past, we did never ending really sequences for people with this thing called uh, messenger motivation, which was a great tool for us. And what this was, was a customer from CVG, which is a fitness apparel brand. They'd sign up for messenger motivation. And every day in the morning, we'd send them a motivational quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, I mean, customers found it really helpful. And what that did for us was keep us top of mind. And it also kept the customer familiar with Messenger. So they were ready to interact when we did have a campaign or a sale or another question. And things like that and just being different in a different channel is really what what helps the most with this platform. Now, and I, th- I think that makes sense too. I think I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there where sometimes just being different just works and also just being different in a different channel. Messenger is still pretty new and it's sort of, like if you think about it, we are almost on Messenger all the time. Like at least I'm talking to my friends on Messenger. And Messenger, like I said before, could be WhatsApp, could be Instagram, DMs, text. Like really Messenger or texting in general or just like is how we really interact. And I'm surprised that there's aren't tools and built like quick enough to like quickly check out for Messenger, which how do you think Facebook's going to sort of built that or sort of like, are you guys seeing like quick, because right now, like someone clicks on a link and it like checks out, right? Or you have to like, it like redirects. Do you think Facebook's going to make it so it's like one click checkout to like help brands or, or their users? Yeah. I mean, we've heard it. I, I've never personally used the tool, but we've seen that they do have checkout through Messenger. It makes me a little nervous. It, it depends kind of on your brand and your company. If you just had a single product and maybe you were selling on Amazon or you didn't have an elongated sales page or something like that. You could sell right through the, right through that, or you could sell through text, something like that. But we preach all the time lifetime value, so we want to get customers to the actual page and elongate their AOV and their LTV. But I mean, that is an option for depending on the the brand that you have. If you have a single product or something like that, or even a consumable, it might be a good tool for you. Yeah. Do you think messenger bots are useful for like B2B brands or is it just purely like B2C brands, like, you know, D2C companies trying to sell like, you know, their widget for like 40 to 60 bucks or is messenger bot useful for brands selling like, you know, $1,000, $2,000 product or service? Yeah. I mean, the great thing about the messenger bots when selling something like a $1,000 or $2,000 purchase is you can answer a lot of questions right inside of a bot and make it an interactive experience, right? So you can have a list of questions that the customer can choose from or a list of paths that you, they can go down. Like, what are you nervous about on this purchase, right? I'm nervous that the warranty isn't great. I'm nervous that the size of the product is too big. And then based on what they click, you can alleviate those pain points and then loop them back out. No, that totally makes sense because it's sort of like with any sort of sales process or process in general, they're going to have questions. So if you can sort of, answer those in a way that like basically makes them confident in your product or service is just going to be better. And, and seeing a quick message, it's great. And also I think too, for you guys, like it makes your marketing or your writing very succinct because you don't want to be sending these like what thousand word responses. How long should these messages be to the brands or your or the customers you're talking to? 
Yeah, that's a good question. And something that we tell a lot of accounts is that we want it to look like the way you use the platform, right? So you would never send a text that was just like you said, a thousand words that came through in four different clumps, right? Or when (laughs) you get a message in Messenger, sometimes you've, you've had that. We've all had this. You you show up to a conversation and it's gone on for so long that you're like, I'm not going back to scroll up to read the rest of that. You know what I mean? I'm just going to start here from the bottom. So, I mean, that's kind of the way we think about it. Give them a little bit, especially in messenger, give them a little chunk, right. That they can read and then they can take an action if they want to read more and you can give them interactive buttons, depending on that in SMS, you just have to be right to the point because like we've talked about on our podcast a lot, SMS is expensive. And you can't really afford to be sending out multiple text messages in a sales cycle, depending on who you are. I mean, some brands can, but if you want to be cost effective with them, you need to be right to the point, 160 characters roughly, and just leave a link in there for them to click and proceed through to another channel. Yeah, exactly what I'm thinking too. Like, even when I get like an SMS, it's like four messages long. I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. I think another interesting stat that you guys probably have here, Ben, is, you know, what's the open rate or the click-through rate on, on Messenger? Is it better than email? Sort of what what numbers are you guys seeing that where our listeners can, can, you know, maybe realize that this is a viable channel for them? Oh, yeah. Uh, open rates on Messenger is incredible. I mean, it's in the 97 to 95% rate. Click-through rates, we usually see about 50% now. SMS is up near 99% open rate, and they're literally almost never missed. I mean, you can think just in your personal life, how often do you miss a text message? Mm -hmm. Almost never, right? So, and if you use Messenger uh, pretty regularly, you'll never miss a message as well. The only reason why somebody would miss a Facebook Messenger message is if they weren't really familiar with the platform, but the algorithm is going to weed those people out. So SMS, as far as deliverability and, and open rate is insane. Same thing with Messenger. I mean, these channels... They're so intimate. And like you said earlier, that's where people are talking to each other. So they're already in there. So to get a message from a brand really isn't that isn't that out of character. I think it's sort of trending towards exactly what you said. It's like people are going to be used to it more and more. It's kind of very similar to like advertising when it first came out. It's like, why am I seeing this billboard? Why am I seeing this ad on, on the website? But now it's like it's part of life and you don't really question it anymore. But like this is also gives you an advantage, like you said, it's so new that you should take advantage of it because people are going to open it and respond to it. I mean, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but sometimes I'll, like celebrities will post like their like their inbox or like their home screens and they'll have like 10,000 SMS messages. I'm like, oh my God, how do you not click them all? Like who's who's texting you that much? Or like, you know, yeah. not 10,000, but like 300 messages. I'm like, that's so crazy. Like how do you like not answer those texts? Because like I, I need to answer every text or like I hate when it's like the red bubble I know, right? There's either there's two types of people, right? There's the person who never has an email notification, and there's a person with a hundred email notifications. So uh, it all depends, and and that's why I think being timely and being well positioned in each one of those channels, like email, messenger, SMS, and even organic social, being well timed and well layered in those different areas. That way, nobody misses anything. So the way we like to describe it with a real world example to a lot of brands is picture you're in your car and you hear a radio ad for something and then you're driving down the road and you see a billboard from it and then you go home and you have a postcard in the mail and you open up a flyer and you see it and then eventually 
you see it later on social, and then you buy. That's kind of the layers of where you have to be, but in the electronic world, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That totally makes sense. Another question I would have for you is, are you guys doing any sort of like SMS messenger? Because you guys run a podcast. Are you guys using your SMS messenger bots to sort of drive people to listeners or, or, or you know, podcast viewers? Yeah, admittedly, I wish it was something we were better at. Um, we do we do uh, messenger broadcast for really our some of our bigger episodes. We just don't want to we don't want to take advantage of it because we don't have SMS set up yet. But we we do plan on doing that here going forward because it's really easy. Again, a lot of people listen to podcasts on their phone, so giving them an SMS call to action is a lot easier than asking them to go on Facebook and search for a group and then join our group. And then they have a messenger link inside that group. So it's all it's all kind of ease. It's still something that I think, even though podcasts are so popular now, it's, it's really something that people are having difficulty marketing and really uh, effectively transitioning lists. I mean, some people are doing it well, but now YouTube's been a big strategy on that as well. But no, just to answer your question, we do have a messenger list that you could check out. If you go to hi at messengermastermind.co, uh, you can shoot us an email. We'll send you a link. And uh, we are going to get into SMS here very shortly. That's exciting. Yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah. Like we do podcasting, you do podcasting as well. It's co crazy how the metrics or analytics on podcasts is still very, like very old school. Like you can't, you can't know someone downloaded it or watched it. It's like there's some tools out there that kind of help you estimate. I mean, what do you? We use Anchor here to host. What do you guys use? We also use Anchor. Yeah, it's it's the metrics are great, but like I wish I wish we could drive more paid traffic to a podcast and be like, yeah, we're gonna a podcast view is you know whatever X amount of dollars because then we can see if the ROI is worth it. So, but right now we can't do that, and it's it's annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the most amazing thing, right, is how many podcasts there are. And it's still like, it's still so early in the game. I only learned about podcasts a couple of years ago. And I honestly don't think I've listened to music in my car since. I only listen to podcasts like at all times, but still there's no tracking. There's no real way to market it. There's no way to convert somebody from a listener into a follower of a, of a fan page or something like that. That's really easy. So, I mean, th there's a lot of trends too. I mean, another thing that we touched on earlier in the episode about Facebook groups, there's really no good way to track where your subscribers are coming from in a Facebook group. When they join your group, there's very little analytics of how they got there or what link they came through or how long they stay. Or, I mean, these are all things that Facebook's making a massive investment in and they don't have the proper analytics for the user yet. So like, how am I supposed to optimize and build my Facebook group bigger when I don't have the proper analytics or even a simple CTA like a join group button on a feed ad? I, I don't have that yet. So there's a lot of things that I think we're still, we get frustrated as, as marketers because everything moves so fast, but we're still on like the cutting edge of these things. So they're just, they just haven't caught up yet. Yeah. And, and I know exactly what you mean. It's, we also have a Facebook group too. I mean, I think your group is much bigger than ours. We only have 3000 people in our, in our Facebook group, but it's so hard to track. So hard to know who's coming in. It's like, they have like top fans and top commenters, commentators, which is great. Like we, we love knowing who those are, but we just wish we could target them. We could wish we could like tell us, 
they could tell us something or uh, but i know facebook's coming out with like that pixel soon for message for facebook groups which is gonna be great um f- to market uh, and i know that other, some brands out there also have facebook groups which is a great idea and we tell a lot of brands that we work with to make their own group of like their loyal customers because like you can just talk to them show them new products and new ideas and i think you were saying ben how you also have like a fifty-three thousand member group that you guys talk to and sort of you know flow ideas back and from yeah the cvg community uh we call it that they're an amazing group of all women fifty-three thousand women who share their motivation and i think the reason why our group as a brand is so successful is that we don't really focus on selling at all like we honestly want to help the customer and the way we think of it from a brand perspective is if we can keep women focused and motivated on their goals and staying in the gym, they'll eventually buy activewear, you know? And that means that we have the best chance to sell it to them if we can build a relationship and add value to them. So I think thinking of things from a a, a genuine perspective, a lot of times as marketers, we look at things very black and white and how to make a sale. But if you look at it from like a real world perspective and building friendship might be too strong a word, but a relationship where people trust you and they're not really upset if you send them a text message, right? Or if you send them an incorrect email or something like that, they they kind of really take advantage of the relationship and they want to be part of it too. It's a two-way street, you know? So I think that's why Facebook groups are so important. And I think we talk about on our podcast all the time how if Facebook is investing money in it, you should be in it. Like if you're now you see TV commercials for Facebook groups. So if you're not doing this as a marketer at home, start a Facebook group for whatever brand you're using and put resources into it. Because if Facebook's investing in it, then you need to invest in it. That's a pretty good rule of marketing. Yeah, exactly what you said. I was really surprised, too, when I saw those Facebook group ads. I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're really pushing that. And I mean, I'm like, I'm curious to see why they're pushing it so hard, you know, because as like, even as us, like we don't really have that many tools in it. So I'm wondering what's going to happen or yeah. like what are they adding? Because there's, it kind of goes back to, I think we had an episode on your podcast where we were talking about like no targeting. I, I think Facebook is using these groups as a way to define like what people really like to do on their platform because with all the privacy issues, they're gathering all this data themselves now versus going and getting the data from other platforms. And that's sort of what I'm thinking. So Yeah, that's a great point. I, some things that I think about, it, it, it is kind of funny, all like the conspiracy theories of why this happens. Yeah. But <laughs> what I think is a, a common thread from people that I hear is, oh, I don't go on Facebook anymore because nothing is what I, everything on my feed isn't what I want to see. So it's simply just gotten too big. Yeah. You know, if, if Facebook can go back to what it used to be, your close knit circle of friends, and you only saw what you wanted to see, it would be a better experience for everyone. And that's what groups is. It's now, it's like a mini Facebook under the big Facebook umbrella. They're just trying to go backwards and go back to segment it as much as possible and make it how, when we first joined it, right? It used to just be colleges. It was like, you had to have a college email. You were only friends with people in your college really. And then like your hometown friends. And now it's, it's just gotten so massive that they can't control it. And nobody, it's, it's just diluted itself so much that nobody cares anymore. So they want to make it more focal and make people, you know, have conversations because ultimately that's how they get the most information. 
Yeah, like exactly what you said. They're definitely doing machine learning, all these comments I'm leaving. So that's why I'm getting so many Facebook ad ads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can definitely see that. Uh, but yeah, and exactly what you said. It's also, I think it goes back to like a marketing principle, which I think you guys have with your brand too, is like people want to be part of a tribe. People want to be part of an organization with people like them. And I think that's sort of what makes that experience for community great. Um, kind of like, like us, we're podcasters. Podcasters love talking to each other because we know what it's like to have a podcast. We know what equipment to use, what not to use, what software. We always ask, we're always asking each other these questions because um, people, I think that's why with any brand that you're working with, you want to sort of build a community because they're the ones going to rally for you when, you know, maybe something did happen like for like, you know, you had a bad, bad production run. Say, hey, look, this is not how they are. Like this is just one bad production run because stuff does happen. So your tribe or your sort of community members can really help you um, to succeed as well. Yeah. I mean, it's everything you see now, it's shop local, you know, farm to table. It's, uh, is it responsibly resourced? I mean, these things matter to people. They don't care about the best product. They care about supporting somebody who's putting out a good idea and doing good. And I know, I know that sounds corny, but it's true. If if everyone just bought the best product, there would only be one legging company, but there would only be one you know tennis racket company. But there isn't this competition because people like hearing different stories. People like unique selling points, and people like having options and being part of something. Like you said, I mean, we have customers with CVG who have been with us for years. I mean, five years, Terrible. and they they come back and for them to see. Us at the beginning, when it was only a couple, when there were a thousand people in our Facebook group, to now fifty three thousand people, is it's incredible for them because they helped us get there, and like we truly mean that they did help us get there, and they feel pride in it too. You know, they they want to take pride, they want to help people, just like people want to help their community, people want to help organizations that they're a part of. Brands are becoming that now too. They want you to stand for something. Yeah, no, I, we see it all the time, and. Every almost every new D 2 C brand that we see out there is sort of has has their own angle as as to why they started. It's and they want their they're basically their their customers to sort of resonate with that. Okay, Ben. Last question I have for you is, where can people? I know on your website you have a lot your launch optimization checklist. Where can people go to learn more about that or learn more about you? Yeah. So the website for the team is messengermastermind.co. Or you can shoot us an email if you have any personalized questions at hi at messengermastermind.co. We also have a Facebook group called Messenger Mastermind. So those are three places you can get a hold of us. And I am in all three places. Be happy to talk to anybody. That's great. Yeah, I would definitely suggest just, you know, shoot Ben a message or, you know, talk to them or even just hit them up on, on their Facebook group. It's a really good group. Uh, ben, I really appreciate your time. And thanks, everybody, um, for listening. And Ben, thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin. Have a good one. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.